Hello everybody, welcome to Cold Ones with Leather Duchess number 39, I think. Yeah, I'm guessing because I'm still way behind on uploading to the website and the podcast and things. I think I'm like three behind now. So uh, I was talking to you earlier about how I have a lot of audio stuff to do. I also have a lot of this stuff to do. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll catch up in a few months. Who knows? What about it? It's brand new. I didn't. It's brand new. Look at that. Yeah, I just got it. Uh, well, actually, I had it for a while. I just never wore it before. I, <clears throat> I think I, I found it when I was Christmas shopping. And uh, I was just looking for stuff to buy for people. And I was like, I didn't know what to get. And I was just like, you know, I haven't been in a long time. <laughs> is hot topic <laughs> let me let me look inside a hot topic i think it was when i was i think it was when i was getting stuff for you and i was just thinking uh uh because you're into like the old like the classic monsters and stuff like that and you know sometimes hot topic try, tries to get all like trendy with that stuff so i was like maybe they'll have something cool they didn't but uh they had a clearance rack in the very back and uh, you know, sometimes they have, like, Motley Crue shirts and, like, even if... It's usually just, like, the girls' album cover or something. But I was like, yeah, I'll see what they have. And I found this shirt there on the clearance rack. It was, like, four fifty, So I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for, like, five bucks after tax. It was great. Never seen it before, but uh, I like it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's half that and half, like, a slash skull-looking thing, even though, you know, it's supposed, it's supposed to be Nikki, technically, I guess, but, uh... Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mick Mick was too skinny and couldn't stand, so they had him in a chair and and they had to do the whole photo shoot around him. So all those shirts that you've accused me over the years of stealing, you've had in this box the whole time. You, you guys heard it here first, folks. Mark has them all. <laughs> Just one of the shirts I'm wearing, you're like, that's where that shirt is. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I forgot what it was, but I remember your mom mentioned that once too. I think it was in like a video or something. And she she mentioned that I, I was stealing shirts, so I. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
I'll find I'll find it for you. I'll wear it. I'll wear it on the next cold ones. I used to have this really cool one that I liked. I, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if I threw it away or I, it probably wasn't me, but if someone threw it away, cause maybe there's like little holes in it or something, but it was the same character, but he was like, uh, he was like a werewolf almost. And it, it was like a baseball tee type shirt. So it was like, this part was gray and the sleeves were black and went like down to your elbow. And I used to wear it all the time and I have no idea what happened to it, but it was my favorite shirt for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Woo! Ah, I see. <laughs> That's funny. And they probably still didn't tell you to take it off. So, so that was back when shirts were $60, but front row backstage tickets were only 300 Good, Good times. Now that it seems the prices have reversed. Well, sort of. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty... It's actually pretty cheap for a jersey now. Like... Oh, nice. I got <laughs> I got the Dr. Feelgood tour book for a, a case of beers <laughs> from Sean. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a little little intro tangent. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Jake. Here with me, as always, is Mark. <laughs> yeah, we just we get too involved with the conversation. I forget what we're doing. Um, <laughs> welcome to Cold Ones number 39. What are you drinking today, Mark? Okay, can almost see the almost see it. <laughs> um, well, well, I feel like I've been on a, on a nice long streak and doing very well with this show and having new beers the past like six episodes. Uh, so I think it's time for a break. I got the classic, good old Miller Lite. Uh, it, it, thank you. I I agree. Even though I'm drinking it on tap, but I always. Like I always mention, I do like to have at least one can. Mostly because I like to do this to start the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the intro song. Um, man, so how's your week? How's your week been? What's new? Mm. <laughs> Why is that? What happened? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> probably the people playing, the people in charge of it, the people that don't have to wake up the next day and do things. It's sort of, I guess there's some stuff I could talk about. I wasn't really planning to, but maybe. Um, but yeah, Super Bowl was fun, though. Uh, so you came over. We we grilled the first time all, all football season. I pulled the grill out with you. Yeah. Yeah, well, well last season, we, we did a few last season. Oh, yeah, that's true. Then we kind of stopped. I think I think you might have had one or two more, but yeah. Um, but no, we hadn't gotten together for a single football game this year until a Super Bowl. So we we grilled and and got some good old snacks and stuff, and then uh, uh, it was pretty cool. It was fun, you know. We had the the grill outside, we had the music going, and then in this room we had the game on the big projector with the speakers, and then we had the game upstairs. So so we had a uh, some form of entertainment, no matter what where you go um but one thing i did want to mention is so you know you came over and, and we're having i guess you could call it a party even though it's just you and me and my family but you know uh we were partying and usually when we party we like to have some bevs and i have my i have my kegerator here with, and the tap system and stuff and i had it flowing perfectly the weeks, the weeks leading up to this, I was talking about it on uh, the last few cold ones. I was pouring myself some bevs, and everything looked great. I even poured, I even poured some when you got here, uh, or not? Uh, I poured some like once we started grilling and stuff, and it looked nice in the glass and stuff. And then yeah, I, I made a pitcher. Everything was great. And then at one point, Mark decided to come and pour his own beverage. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But he had like like this much foam, like from here up was all foam, and somehow the tap handle went from this to this. It is just like the, I haven't really fixed it. I kind of fixed it a little bit. It's straight up right now, but it's still pretty loose. But uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't your fault. It was just funny that it's when you poured it, it just fell apart.
That's funny. But we ended up making it work out. I had I brought a pitcher down, and I you know if it's that foamy, I guess it, technically it's not properly. What I don't know. It's either not carbonated or uh, it's not gonna have the carbonation, or it's gonna taste flat or whatever. But you know I'm not that picky, so I, I just brought a pitcher down, and we were just basically pouring it and emptying the cup into the pitcher until we got the right amount of foam. And then once the foam settled in the pitcher, we were just using the pitcher and. I think that worked out just fine. But um, now football season is over, unfortunately, again. we got to wait till next year. But um, So I think now is the time for the ceremonial changing of the tap handles. Even though, even though the Cowboys were out uh, day one in the playoffs, I still kept up the, uh, the Cowboys tap. But football season's over, so uh, I'll be right back. I gotta. This is a, a very. This is a very sacred event. You gotta be very careful and, and clean with this. It's a new tap handle I got, by the way. Um, I still don't have the white one yet. I do want to get that eventually. But this is, you know, it's an older one. When when we had the Bud Light colors for whatever reason, we decided to copy them. So it's always a sad day, but now's the time. Oh, I'm pouring beer. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Good luck next year, Cowboys. <laughs> we even got the uh, the sacred box here. In hindsight, I probably should have fixed the tap first because that thing is pretty top-heavy and I feel like at some point it's just going to fall over and start pouring beer everywhere. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, I was going to prepare some, some special music for the event, but I figured it would be too much, too much setup for a stupid gag. So uh, there we go. <laughs> no, those uh, so those gloves actually came with the uh with the the movie poster thing I have, the backlit thing. It came with it cuz it was talking about like, you know, putting the poster in and the glass and you got to use like little suction cups to take. It was a whole thing and I was like, this is kind of over the top. So I was like, you know, I'm going to use this for for my uh, tap changing ceremony. It's like you know when when you're uh, when you're at like s sacred events or like knighting ceremonies and y you have to wear gloves for everything to like grab the sword and it's...
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. Maybe it's just he just wanted to change your oil or something. Oh man. So <laughs> Uh, so I was talking about the Super Bowl, how I keep saying we were grilling. I haven't used the word barbecue, uh, but I think, but I think, uh, I might be able to, I might be able to use that word now. I, I want to call back a little bit to our, our cookout versus barbecue episode. And I have, <laughs> I have some sources here that I think are on my side that, that prove that barbecue uh, counts as the correct word because so I remember one, uh, one of the arguments of our conversation was I was <laughs> I was saying it's it's a barbecue grill and you looked at me really weird and you're like who calls it a barbecue grill well let me tell you who calls it a barbecue grill um, <clears throat> first thing is I you told me I think last week that that uh justice was talking about making her backyard look nice and and whatever out there and she wanted to upgrade a little bit and yeah and you're like well what are you thinking of getting and she said well i think i want to get a barbecue so that was one but here's another one i mean i thought that was funny just because you're dating her and, and she was on my side with i think without knowing she was on my side so that was funny but here's the one that really got me <laughs> Um, a few weeks ago, I was playing a Family Feud video game with some friends, and one of the questions was, uh, was, what are some things that you expect to see in a backyard, or something like that, or, like, uh, at a backyard party, and, you know, there's, like, swimming pool, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The number one answer on the board Bing! Barbecue. It didn't say grill. It said barbecue. And <laughs> and I don't know where this game was made. I don't know if it's... I'm guessing it was America, but maybe it was Japan or something. I don't know. Uh, and the, I, it was kind of funny because I, I probably should have looked up where it was made because maybe it depends on what region and stuff. But because during that episode, we're talking about like maybe the West just calls it barbecue and like the South calls it... Uh, cookout and grill and whatever but wherever this game's from they're on my side they they said the number one thing you'll find in a backyard is a barbecue and i know you keep saying that's a food but what about what about okay so we went to we went to Stubbs when we were in texas and it's called Stubbs barbecue something whatever i ordered some ribs and there was no barbecue sauce on them at all. So how is it Stubbs Barbecue? I, it's not it's not named after the, the sauce. <laughs> yeah, but what if I don't? What if I don't want to? I took some bites without putting sauce on it. Yeah, so it's barbecue. <laughs> they should change their name to Stubbs Cookout. <laughs> oh.
<laughs> well, maybe it helps then when I say, or if I call mine a barbecue, because my grill is actually built for smoking and all that as well. So I guess it could go either way, even though I haven't used it for that yet, but I do want to some point soon. I do have the ability and it has all the, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if it's just cause it's the barrel shape or what specifically you need for smoking. But when I made the purchase, it said on the thing that it, it's built for smoking and grill. It might've said barbecuing, but I'm just going to say, I'm going to say grilling to make you happy. It might. Cause, well, because when I was looking at, at which ones I... <laughs> when I was looking at which one I wanted to get, they had ones that were similar, but then they had, like, this cylinder thing. It was, like, a small version that was, like, an attachment on the side. And so I think I think that was, like, the smoker and then used the other part for just, like, burgers and stuff. But I was just, like... For one, I didn't really like the way it looked. It was kind of weird and it's like a weird shape and I was like it's kind of long and might be hard to store and also I was just thinking if the other one works for that if I can use it for both and it's just the one big thing like then I could smoke more at once because then like if I wanted to smoke ribs or something that thing's so small it's like how much could it really fit in there I could probably feed me and half of you I don't know or just me <laughs> <laughs> I gotta smoke mine first and tell you to come back tomorrow and your ribs will be ready. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, speaking of Texas barbecue, man, I cannot get that, uh, that salt lick barbecue out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this place in Texas called the Salt Lick. And, uh, it was really delicious and surprisingly the one we went to was in the airport which i was a little worried about because i was thinking like when we're in line yeah i was just thinking like airport food which usually isn't great and like we talked about last week our rock and brews experience with moldy beer like i've been to rock and brews before at at uh yamava which at the time was san manuel and that place is fine like it seems like it runs fine, the food's good, the beer tasted great, and uh, I imagine any other rock and brews out there is probably good. But it was the airport one that was just like under par, and I was kind of just like, yeah, well, it's an airport place. What do you expect? And so when we were, and that was on the way to Texas, so that was like the beginning of our trip. The Salt Lake was like the last place we went before boarding our plane home, and uh, so I was just like had the rock and bruise thing in mind and also I was just thinking I heard this place is really good and I wanted to try it I don't know if airport is the best place to try it because it's probably not going to be great but everything I don't know why this happens every time we, we fly out of Texas everything closes at like seven in the airport like all the bars are closed there's like no restaurants open But still, that's early, though. Yeah. It, I Honestly, I feel like 
Because people are flying in all the time. I feel like these places should just be open 24-7. Aside from you know, the bars, you know, obviously you probably have to follow alcohol rules and stuff. But but still, like, they could close at 2 a.m. Why do you got to close at 7? But, and it's not just, it's not just food places, which I feel like food should be the main thing because people are always hungry. But, like, all the restaurants were closed. The bars were closed at, like, seven we found one that closed at eight so we're able to get like two drinks yeah one or two drinks before it closed but even like all the uh, souvenir shops were closed most of the the snack shops were closed there was one that was open where i got a couple things but i don't get it every for some reason every time we fly out of texas everything just closes at like seven but well that's what I, that's what i was gonna say like <clears throat> everything closes early but then we landed at lax at like 10 30 and everything's still open everything's still running there's people at all the restaurants i think the bars were still open but mm-hmm So it's only Texas. Mm hmm. The Iron Works or Iron. Yeah. Yeah, that place was really good too, but I, I think it was a mix of of the last texas barbecue i was gonna have for a while and also i was hungry because i didn't eat much that earlier that day and uh i don't know there was, it just really hit the spot it was but yeah so i was thinking I, I was looking up places or i was looking up that place during our trip and it looked like most of them are kind of out of the way and we were talking about la last week how we didn't have a lot of time really to do much like we were all on edge all of Saturday and Friday. We didn't really have a vehicle until later on. And, uh, it was a whole thing. So we didn't really, we didn't really have any time to like go anywhere that was too far away without like calling a lift or whatever. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. But so I wouldn't have typically picked an airport to be the first experience, but I was like, you know, whatever. It, they had one there. I was hungry. It was like one of the only places open. And I was like, cool, I wanted to try this anyway. And we went there. And <laughs> so we were in line. And I was like, I don't know what to get. I had ribs all weekend. So I was like, maybe I'll get something different. And they had this sign that said, try our new brisket burger um, in at this location today or something like sold here. I don't know. It was something like that. Like, it was, like, new product, sold here, ask for it now. And I was like, that actually sounds pretty good. It's a burger, which will, sounded nice and filling, but also had brisket on it. And I was like, that, I think, would be a good medium. Also, it's airport food, so how bad could a burger be? And I don't have to judge my whole Salt Lake experience on this airport thing. So I get <laughs> I get to the front, and I was like, can I get the brisket burger? And, like, she's like, what? I was like, brisket burger? She's like oh yeah we don't sell that here anymore 
I'm like, the sign out front says order here and it says new. How how short of a period did you sell this burger at this location where you had it at one point to have a, a poster out front and then you don't sell it here anymore? Like, what happened? <laughs> That's true. I'm still I'm still uh, thinking about sending. I'm still thinking about sending an email to to Miller Light Corporate asking where all the kegs are in California. But I, since I found one, I'm gonna hold off for now. I also just realized one of the one of my my tap caps fell off my fridge. I'll fix that later. <laughs> a bunch of Mexicans. Yeah, I forgot I was going to ask you about that because you texted me earlier that day before you knew it was in there. You're like, I I'm I'm driving 40,000 pounds of Miller products right now. And I was like, heck yeah. So I was going to ask, I was just going to ask, what do you, like after, at the end of the day, I just forgot. What, what were you carrying and where did you deliver it so I know where to find it? <laughs> but apparently it doesn't matter. Dang. It's gone. Uh, so Salt Lick. Uh, so yeah, they didn't have the burger, which you know that was fine. I wasn't like it wasn't something I was dying to try for. I just thought it was funny because they had this sign that says brand new and they didn't have it already. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so I ended up going with the pulled pork, which was an interesting choice because I don't. I'm not like the biggest pulled pork fan. I don't usually order it anywhere, and uh, it's okay, but it's like yeah, whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, you know what you're going to get. And, uh, but I ordered that and, uh, it was so good. I don't know if it was uh, the bread, the sauce, or just a mix of everything, but it, it was just, yeah, probably would have been a good idea. It, it was just so good and it hit the spot right where I needed it. And, uh, I ate it in like, in about 15 seconds this this whole sandwich Yeah, <laughs> you're you're like half chewing with your mouth open because you can't breathe through your nose. Like, <sighs> oh man, it was good though. I I 
haven't stopped thinking about it since we left. It was it was so delicious. I think it was the day after. <laughs> yeah. I it was just I, I got so used to eating barbecue breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And then <laughs> the first day back, I was like, well, shoot, what do I eat now? <laughs> what, am I going to have a sandwich? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a good food experience. So, I I've been thinking uh about food lately. I mean, this barbecue more specifically, but I've been thinking about other food opportunities. And I kind of talked about this before, but I think I'm going to start this soon. Or now. Like, I'm going to start doing some research. Um, <clears throat> so, contrary to uh, to how I look and maybe a popular belief, I can actually kind of eat a lot. I could eat a lot more than I should. And um, I've been wanting to do a thing where, where I find different food challenges, like nearby, within driving distance. And, well, okay, so we do have this Texas one that, we've, that has been in talks for, for years now uh, about this 72-ounce steak that I'm more than positive I cannot finish. I seem to be the only person that has no confidence in myself. Everyone else is like, oh, you can do it, no problem. I'm like, I'm telling you, I can't. <laughs> Look, I know my limitations, and I know this is not going to happen. But worst case scenario, it costs $72 and I'll just eat it over like two days or whatever. And whatever. It's fine. But yeah, it'll be my tour food for a day and a half. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so that also came to mind. I have We have this, this thing that's been talked about for years in this band. And so I, I also kind of thought about doing this in training and preparation for that. That I want to find these different food challenges and maybe do like one every couple weeks or like one a month or something like that. And uh, just see if I could get a few uh, free meals on the on the docket. And then if I can do it, maybe <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they have things about you can only try this once and then you're done or if I could just do it like every day or who knows. But maybe, you know, I could I could get a good pattern going of where I could. I could have a few free meals every week and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I 
feed the animals. Oh man. Uh, well, yeah, that was another thing I, I wanted to ask you about just because, see, I thought about maybe making it a kind of short series on, on the breakout music website, but I also thought, should we do that? Or should we just have it like an edited segment on this show? Just because it's going to be so like, it's not going to be very, uh, consistent it's not gonna be like a weekly thing it'll probably just be every two weeks or once a month or something so i was i was thinking about the best way but i guess it could still be on the website and it'll just be uploaded not very often i don't know but um i haven't looked recently but i did look because i had this idea a few years ago to try and i even thought about planning when I first originally thought about this, which was like probably three years ago, I thought about planning a whole leather duchess tour specifically around these locations that I find across the country in hopes that I could get one free meal a day. <laughs> so that way I don't have to worry about, I could uh, save food money and use it on other things. Cause I assume the amount of food that I'm going to be eating, I'll, I should be fine with one meal a day, not have to eat any more for the rest of the day. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm probably not going to do that yet, at least, maybe for another tour. It'll be the food tour, the Feed the Animals tour. But uh, I, I think what would be a fun thing if we did do that one day for a Leather Duchess tour is to see, <laughs> for me to, to get one as the challenge, and then we'll order another one, which we'll probably end up paying for, but... And you and Tyler split it and see how much you guys can eat together in one and I could eat the other one. It'd be great. It'd be fun. But uh I'm I'm gonna do some I'm gonna do some research and uh find some places. Go ahead. Well maybe well I don't know if I'm gonna do it for this this coming up tour, but maybe uh, maybe the next tour. But um yeah, I haven't looked at it in a few years, but when I first came up with the idea, I was looking at some places around where I was living at the time. And there was some that actually seemed very doable to me. There was one at like a ramen place that was just like a big ramen bowl that wasn't like too big. And I was like, I could probably do that. And then some of them even aren't really like big portion sizes. It's more just like super spicy. Like, can you handle the spice type stuff? Um, I'm not like, I'm not super... Like, I could handle anything spicy, but I'm also... I think I'm kind of, like, in the middle. Like, I th I think spice affects me a little bit less than the average person, but I'm also not like, oh, I could handle anything. But I feel like if it's, like, a hot thing, I could probably eat through it, maybe. Without... At least without throwing up. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it might be fun. I'm just going to have to find some places and... Uh, do. Oh, is that is that the same? I've heard of that show. I just don't know what it is. Is that like the same idea? Oh, well, I'm just <laughs> well, what a horrible idea! <laughs> I'm just copying a TV show. I've heard of it. I just never, I didn't know what it was. 
Well, screw it. I can still do it. There's a bunch of reboots and rehashes in Hollywood anyway. So, uh, no, I think I think this tour we'll we'll do a regular tour, and then I'll plan out. I'll plan some some close by arenas, and and uh, see if I could handle the food. And if I do well, then I think next tour we could plan one just around the food places. And uh, if we could get some, because then think about it, we, we get some guarantees from the venues that'll cover gas and then i get these food challenges that'll cover food we're not spending any money on this tour man sell some merch that'll pay for the hotel and we'll come out maybe with like five dollars at the end it'll be awesome Mm-hmm. and then uh if if it goes well we could we could reach out to the people that are asking us to come to their city and be like if you want us to come to your city, find us a food challenge and we will be there. <laughs> It'll be great. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if I want to look like all the 80s bands do now, I need to start. I need to get to work. I got a long way to go. <sighs> Anyway, that was <laughs> that's kind of all my main stuff. I have a, I have a bunch of other random backup crap to talk about. So uh, unless you don't have anything, I could just start start listing them all. Oh my goodness. You always do this at the end of a topic. You can never do it when I'm like, when I'm going and I'm on a roll and I have things to talk about. That, yeah, that's, that's a word. Yeah. This happens. This happens every single time I'm, I'm going and I'll talk about something for like 15 minutes. And at the very end, I'm like, well, that's that anyway. Um, yeah, just like that, every time. You do? And, I, but I think that's just because you have a hard time talking to yourself, because I at least try to set you up with something, and then you'll say, like, one sentence about it, and just be like, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, so Mark, why don't you tell him about the tour? And I'll go, you'll be like, yeah, we're planning to go on tour this summer. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. You just start doing your, your nighttime maintenance in the camera. <laughs> Got to floss and shave your nose, nose hairs. Nice. Uh, nothing exciting, because I feel like none of these are anything to talk about for, like, more than five minutes. <laughs> well, that's not true, because as you saw at the intro of this episode, we just went on a 15-minute talk about shirts that came out of nowhere. Uh... See, the way this show runs, I'll give you a little a little peek behind the scenes here, is 
I, I usually have a couple topics written down, like just things here and there for the dead space. And I'll, I'll mention one. And then usually, depending how much we drink, we'll go on tangent after tangent and just talk about that one topic for like, or not that one topic, but it started from one topic. And then we'll just go on tangents and rants for like an hour. And then once it starts dying down, it's like, okay, the conversation's kind of over. Let's move on to something else. Then I'll look down at my list and I'll bring up another topic and then we just do it again. And it seems like a pattern. And a lot of times I'll have, I'll have like five or six topics written down and we'll only talk about two or three of them. And then I'll be like, okay, that's fine. I'll save these last two or three for the next episode. And usually it just carries on and on and on until one day finally, like today, we, we just get to the end. What? Well, what was your idea? Maybe I can make it our segment. Oh, <laughs> that segment. <laughs> Talking about 30 seconds of Panther. Well, I, I didn't prepare much. I could try to scrape something together. But also, also that doesn't work because you're... you're <laughs> also... <laughs> Also, that that doesn't work because you are the the time the timer guy. So unless you have like a little tripod and just set up the timer, hit go, and then run to the other room real quick. All right, you know what? You could go ahead and and. <laughs> well i would like to point out that i'm a decent timekeeper as well but i can't really tell tyler when we need to hurry up so a lot of it a lot of it goes this way we have to yell to each other and then you communicate to everyone else um you know what you could go ahead and hurry up because i i just thought of something that i did not write down um, I don't know how long I could go on about it, but if he hurries up, this should be okay. Um, this weekend, we finally finished tracking everything for the album. So we've got it all together. We've got our, uh, we've got our guest solo all, all recorded and sent over. That's in the song. Just needs to be finished. Uh, I need to finish editing some vocals and getting the the mix in there. We have a take of the guest drums that was before we had the vocals for the song. We just finished the vocals this weekend, so I sent that over to him and we should be getting a a second version. Basically, uh he's been, he's just been really cool and easy to work with and I told them we, we didn't really know what the vocals were going to do yet at the time that I sent him the song. And he's like, that's fine. I'll send you what I can. And he sent a really awesome take that me and Mark are super into. Uh, but then he went the extra mile and was like, hey, uh, if you want, I, you could send me a take once you get the vocal edit in there. And I could do another pass at it because he likes to do a lot of accents with like vocals and accenting 
certain things. It does kind of sound like me, and I think that's why it might work out pretty well. Even though our our overall our playing style is a little bit different, but uh, I I do love the accents, As, especially live. I do more accents than I probably should. Yeah. Yeah, he is one of the uh, two or three people that I learned how to play drums from, so it's pretty cool. I'm not not physically from, but just, you know, cuz cuz I'm self <laughs> It's my drum teacher. It's my dad. It's my dad. I'm letting it out. It's my dad. No, uh, cuz cuz uh I think we talked about it before, but I kind of just started playing drums when I met you you guys and uh Yeah, you should close your door if that's what you're looking at. It's glaring. Um, I kind of just started when I met the guys in, in Leather Duchess before I joined. and Because uh, they just needed a drummer. And I was like, I think. Well, I just, I just mean joined because it was, it was you. It was you, Tyler, and Storm. And you guys already had the band name. And you had Gunslinger, Number 11, and On My Knees pretty much written at least guitar and vocally and uh, uh yeah we, we all met and uh i was like this is the band for me and you're just like yeah we just need a drum oh and we also y'all you had shane at the time even though that was that was short-lived so uh because i was playing bass and doing vocals but obviously so they had a bass player so it's like well all they need is a drummer if i want to be in this band i gotta do drums uh, so I kind of just started there. I I knew I mean like I kind of jammed a little bit here and there. Like I sat down and played some beats, but I didn't really like practice and learn stuff. But uh, I, I know I I don't. Someone has it. <laughs> I've seen it before. <laughs> and there's the the very first. Not not only the very first uh, gunslinger performance. It's not only the very first gunslinger performance. It's the very first time I heard the song. Like I'd never heard it before, and I was like, just I was like, just play it, and I'll just I'll just kind of make something up. And I could be wrong if I look back at it now, but I'm pretty sure a lot of what I played on that performance is is not much different than what I play now. Aside, aside from from obviously, there's accents to certain parts, and uh, it's way tighter than it was back then. But uh, yeah. But anyway, so when I say one of the people that I learned from, I don't mean he, he actually physically taught me. I mean, because I was when I joined these guys, I was like, I need to figure out how to play drums. So. I'm all self-taught, but I just learned from listening to a few different bands, and uh, he's one of the two or three guys. One of them, I will, I will give it away that it's not Tommy Lee that's on the album, <laughs> but he's obvious. That would be a whole another level of excitement if he was on there. Maybe one day, but not this album. Uh, but obviously, Tommy is the main guy that I learned how to play drums from, and then. Uh, there's a couple other guys in there. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so he, he sent us a take. 
a while back without the vocals and he's like well once you get the vocals in there send me that version and then i'll do another pass at it and uh, do like vocal accents and stuff like that um so we should be getting that at some point in the near future and then we also got the singer which that one i have no idea what's going on with that that's all entire i don't know that that's in tyler's hands uh at some point we're supposed to get i don't i think he still hasn't even picked the song yet but uh he, he's been talking to the guy and they've been working on certain things together so i think it's still happening um but yeah uh Colton Seva. <laughs> yeah, and then I need, I do need a couple things from him just because uh, I never sent him some of the stuff <laughs> until last night I sent it to him. So uh, uh, I guess we're technically not done with tracking. <laughs> but we finished the... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. he told me he'll, he'll probably have it in a day or two because he has the next couple days off. So we should have the bass by the end of the weekend. The drums, I'm hoping by next weekend. Uh, not completely sure because I know that the drummer's kind of busy in the upcoming weeks. And then the singer, I have no idea. That's in, in Tyler's boat. But if I'm not too concerned until like we get to the point where like everything's mixed and ready and I have everybody's parts and everything's good and we just need that vocal, then I'll be like, okay, dude, when do we get the vocal? Let's get let's get this album out. But we still got time because I still have a lot of work to do on it. Um, and I'm still waiting on some other things. And then we just planned the photo shoot today. We're doing next month sometime. And I think we're doing a nighttime one. So that'll be interesting. Um, and then, uh, oh, we got, I guess we're doing a, uh, sometime soon. We're doing a re-release of the gunslinger cd uh so for anyone that missed out on that that should be coming out soon i know people have been asking about the vinyl i'm not sure about that just because that costs a lot more and i think we're going to that too <clears throat> yeah i think it's like nine months right now um <laughs> that's true but at, at this point, at least for me, I don't. We haven't really talked about it as a band, so this could change. But for me, I'm just thinking, if we're gonna put the money into vinyls, I'd rather put it for the second album right now instead of repressing the first album. CDs are a lot cheaper, so I don't mind redoing that. And then, but we are doing the uh, the white leather single, the seven inch. No. Well, yeah, we we haven't really uh, posted anything about it or talked about it, but Tyler did mention it at the live show that we played in Texas. Um, so the we came out recently with uh, the White Leather Music video, which I think is either just under or just above 2,000 views. So thank you guys for that. That's pretty awesome. It's been out for like, I think it's been out for like two weeks. And uh, we're at 2,000, so that's pretty cool. Um, so... Oh, just you watching it over and over again. <laughs> well, you're at, you're at least fifteen hundred of them. <clears throat> you just <laughs> you just go on that YouTube loop website and just have it playing twenty four seven. Now, so we have the, we have the white leather music video that just recently came out. So we're gonna 
come out with a, a seven inch. So that song's gonna be on the A side. And then the B side, I think we decided, is gonna be White Leather Live from the uh, Texas Dangerous Toys show. So uh, we, funny story. Um, so, so before the show, we, it's a very leather duchess story. It's it's it goes up there with the uh, with the J C Penny photo shoot for the first album. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we talked to uh, the sound guy before the show, and he mentioned how Dangerous Toys was recording their whole set because they're doing this documentary thing for uh, the back room, which was what used to be there where Come and Take It Live is now. And that's like where they got signed originally, right? Or something like that. Um, but anyway, so they were talking about that. And then he was like, oh, if you guys want, I could, if you just give me a thumb drive, I could record your set and give that to you. And uh, I'll just, yeah, we'll just give it to you free of charge. Just give me a thumb drive. And we're like, cool. So Colton went out of, went out of his way to buy a thumb drive real quick because none of us brought one because we didn't know ahead of time. And uh, we got the show recorded, so we're like, awesome. We played the song White Leather, was like, which was like the third song in the set. And then as soon as we finished the song, he's like, he said something about like, he talked about, we're coming out with a single for that song. And for those of you that uh, know the seven inches have an A side, they also have a B side. Well, that was recorded live right now. And he just like went on the speech or whatever. And <laughs> so we get the mix from the, the sound guy of like a few days later and I was like cool let me uh, take a look at it and see if we could use it and if I could do like some type of mix or whatever first of all it turned out to just be a WAV file which still could have possibly worked but I couldn't like go in and edit everything and like mix it to sound nice but uh, we still possibly could have used it depending if we played the song well enough and maybe I could just put some like some yeah reverb or boost like little EQs if I needed it um <laughs> So I click play, and it starts immediately when he said, <laughs> he's like, that song we just, it's like, it couldn't have been timed any better. Just, that song that we just played is going to be on the 7-inch. <laughs> yeah, it was like exactly when the last note, as soon as the last note was done being played, it's like, record. And uh, I was like, of course this would happen. This is great. Uh, so <laughs> perfectly wrong, uh, <laughs> but thankfully we got saved because as I mentioned a second ago, there was a film crew there that was filming the whole thing for this backroom documentary that was featuring dangerous toys. I'm guessing we won't be in it. Maybe there's a possibility we will. They haven't said anything to us. And I imagine we'd have to sign some type of, yeah, I'm sure we'll be in the crowd. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping you uh, you could see me headbutt Mark's can and get a cut in my face, and also I'm sure at some point you'll see me holding up my my stacks of Millers in my hand. But oh, do you have a picture? Uh, you might I don't I don't know you might have said that, I don't know. Uh, but I imagine if we were actually if our live performance was going to be in it, we'd have to sign some release, which they haven't asked for yet, so probably not. But that's okay. I wasn't expecting that, but. Um, we did get in contact with them and they, because they were filming that, they did say they filmed the whole entire show and 
also they added us on Facebook and stuff because they liked us a lot, which was cool. And they were all really cool guys. So we talked to them. I would totally plug them right now. Um, but I'm a bad person and don't know what their production company is called. Um, I apologize, guys. But uh, we got in contact with them. And they, because they're filming this thing, they had a full multi-track of the whole entire night. So we were able to get a multi-track from them that does have our whole show. So thankfully, just by luck of the draw, because these guys happen to be there, uh, I think that's going to actually end up working out. And uh, is that what it is? Oh, well, that's the that's one of the guys that was taking the pictures. But the I think the video company is called something different. It's like something production. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so thank you to them. They saved the day, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have, I guess we will, the B-side is going to be a, a fully mixed white leather live track. Uh, at, do you? Well, hopefully. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to point out, because I, I was using the pitcher. I didn't count, and I didn't fill it all the way. I just kind of filled it to about here. and was like, yeah, that's good. I poured the perfect amount to fill up enough glasses where it, it's empty, and I'm here at the top of my glass, and I'm very proud of myself. Although I probably should have poured more, because I'm going to run out and probably want more. But here's another thing I was thinking, too, because we have this full multi-track, and... Uh, so I'm going to, obviously the the mix I'm going to do is going to be mainly focused on white leather because that's what we're putting on the album. But I'm going to put the mix for the whole entire show, which I imagine will, it's not going to sound too different because it's all mic'd up and, you know, nothing moved or changed the whole show. Um, so I think that's pretty cool because we did play the song that your guest guitar player is on. And you played his solo, so we'll have a nice, solid, sweet live mix that, that you could send him and be like, hey, man, thanks for playing on the album. Check out the first, the, here's, yeah, here's my uh, first attempt at, at playing your solo live. And I think that would I, I think that'd be cool. We did originally have, have my guy's song on the set list, but... Uh, we didn't we didn't have the vocals quite ready yet so we we changed it out at the last minute yeah yeah mhm mm Oh yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I mean, it sounds it sounds great on the recording too. It's just 
the yeah but it's just the the one that he sent right now is I, i'm not sure if the final one's gonna be the same kit because the one he sent originally was like an electric kit and it it sounded like you could tell it's like it sounded very clicky but also there's like he had the the click track in the the exported file it, so it's like you know it, it yeah that was his yeah so it it at this point it kind of sounds like a demo but also like he just sent me an mp3 so he said the final version he'll send me stems and stuff so i could mix it separately and whatever um but it still sounds really cool it's just the sonically it's like it doesn't sound like a completed song yet but uh i'm looking forward to this album it's sounding really cool right now so far and uh it's got some songs that uh i'm digging some that we still haven't displayed to the public yet and uh i think we played we played four songs from this album at the last show no we, we played three we had four on the set list but we cut one of them due to time but we but still it was a it was a fun show it was a good time Are you done? Are you done with the pee break yet? That was my tangent. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> you could have been gone for a while. I know. I do want to go back. I do want to go back, but uh, we're planning to be back in in August. Uh, man, it's been crazy though. I've I've been slacking on on the the booking stuff. There's been a lot going on recently. But I think this weekend, hopefully, I say this all the time though, and then things just pop up and I'm not home at all. But I think this weekend, I, I don't have much going on, so I'm planning to get a lot done this weekend, mixing wise, editing, and then uh, hopefully contacting some people. But uh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about what you've been working on the past couple weeks. There you go. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, the the Rock of Bruce that I mentioned earlier, the San Manuel slash Yamava is what it's called now. Uh we're playing we're playing March 
fifth or sixth? It's sixth, right, right after your birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. It's a birthday party. Uh, yeah, we're playing Sunday, March 6th, San Bernardino. We're playing a Motley show. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like immediately. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is, it's really cool, because, like you're saying, it's like 26 songs or something like that, and I, th I think <laughs> you've had like two weeks to learn them, so, uh, but... Yeah, it happens to you all the time, right? Yeah, you get you get calls all the time and you're just you're like, "Nah, man. I'm with Leather Duchess. Sorry." Yeah, well, like like you were saying, uh, for guitar players, a lot of their songs, outside of the solos, are uh, they're pretty easy to pick up on, especially if if it's something you grew up listening to and you're familiar with. Like you, you can kind of figure them out, and like "Kickstart My Heart," for example, is just ba da ba 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 You're just going you're going up half step three four five ba da ba 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 ba. And then, you know, the next part has a few, like... But that's, like, most of the song, though. That's the whole verse. You're just doing ba -da -ba, three notes the whole time. And then the chorus is, like, if you know how to play guitar, you can kind of figure it out. A, G, D. It's like, okay, I got it. And then it's... But even that one, the solo is not too bad. But there's other ones that, like, you were talking about, like, uh, Public Enemy Number 1, where it's just, like... It's, it, it's almost just, like, nonsense shredding. It's just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and that that could be what happened too i mean they they kind of show that which i know it's just a movie but they kind of show that in the dirt movie when he comes into audition for livewire and he he just starts ripping that solo which you know that's not on the album but i wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened when they first auditioned him and he came up they played livewire and he just starts like shredding out a solo because that kind of used to be his style back then like he that's just what he used to do he was more of a shredder until the girls album he he had a lot more of the blues stuff happening which it's kind of interesting because his band before motley Crue, the spiders i forget what it's called something cowboys and spider well that was one too but that was one too yeah uh but he has one with like cowboys or spiders or something in the name uh but yeah those are like bluesy bands so he had that he always had that bluesy style and for some reason with (laughs) with motley he just got a lot more metal and shreddier Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this album definitely is is a little bit heavier and a little bit dark, a little bit darker. Yeah. You just keep doing it, yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this show playing with you too because you are uh, very close to how how much I'm into Carnival of Sins. You're you're very close to that level with me, and I don't know if you know it quite as, or maybe you do. I don't know because you used to listen to it a lot back when it first came out, but. Uh, so maybe you know it as much as me, but I, I was going to say, I don't know if you know it quite as much as me, but maybe, but y- you know it enough to the point where like, whenever we do have like, before you start learning the songs, if we just play like a section of a Motley song at rehearsal, just when we're noodling around or whatever, like we usually play the Carnival of Sins version before playing the album version. And a lot of, uh, like when we play these shows, I, I kind of do a mix of the album and Carnival of Sins. Or it's not always Carnival of Sins, just live in general from like any show. But just because I feel like the live versions a lot more times has more energy. But I don't know if the other guys in the band know it as well. Because sometimes like when we're at rehearsal and I try to do some things, it seems like they're 
they either don't know what I'm doing or they're just, a, it throws them off or something. But you know it about as much as I do. So I think th- <laughs> for this show, I think it'll be a little bit more fun because uh, you know that show as well as I do, but also just because the, our chemistry on stage together, as as much as we play together, like we're all, we're usually always on the same page that I think uh, whatever happens, I think it's going to be a good time. And I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, that one, album version, I'd say. I prefer, I did do the live version once, and everyone was conf- everyone was confused because, well, that was more me forgetting. I wasn't just like, I wasn't, I did it at, at a show, and it wasn't me just like, oh, I'm going to see if they catch this. I, I, it was honestly, I just forgot because I practiced the live stuff so much, and, uh, Well, th- those I didn't do. Those I didn't do. But it was just because on the live one, on the uh, recording, they only do the the backbeat double time on the very last chorus. But on the on the live one, it's every single chorus they do that. So as as soon as we got to the first chorus, I did that. But thankfully, after because at, at Sam Manuel we do like one hour set, take a break, and do another hour set, and that's in the first set. So we did that took our break and we're hanging out backstage and thankfully they're all just like oh that was cool what you did and whatever and it, like i don't know i don't know if they knew where it was that it was from carnival sins but they seemed to like it and i was like okay cool but at the same time when i did it it was an accident and i was like oh shoot that's not how it's supposed to go but i just kept doing it since then because i was like it's gonna be obvious if i just stopped doing it um but i could tell that it kind of threw them off a little bit like they weren't expecting it even though like they're still kind of playing the same thing it's just a little different feel i guess but uh but you know what maybe we we can maybe try i'm gonna hit the guys up this week and and uh see if we can get a rehearsal in before the show and then because the singer has been talking about doing that with the stops too so i would it would just it would just be up to eddie if which i imagine he could figure it out but it would just be up to him if he knows the stops um but as of right now i'll say just the uh the album version but we'll see um yeah anyway little uh, little little uh non-podcast topic <laughs> um so <laughs> so speaking of of you learning a bunch of songs in a short amount of time uh i've been up to something up my sleeve Nothing, nothing to do with Leather Duchess, but, uh, y- yeah, uh, no, I've, I've just been constantly auditioning for, for different bands and like, but like paying, get, I'm, I'm not trying to find a, a replacement for Leather Duchess, but just like, I, I've been just auditioning for like different paying bands, uh, either just single shows or, or string of shows or whatever uh but i've I've been sending different stuff to different 
things I've been finding for bass players and drummers and keyboard players and whatever I could find out there. Just just to, you know, get get a little extra income in there and and keep him busy playing shows in between the Duchess stuff. And uh, I had an audition uh, this past Tuesday that just passed for bass. And uh, and they they seemed to like me a lot. And I guess I got the gig. And now we have a show on Saturday, and I have to learn twenty. After le- or uh, next Saturday, not this, not tomorrow. That we have a show next Saturday. I have to learn. Tw- I have to learn twenty-two songs on bass. I've been working on it, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been it's been fun, and it's it's quite the variety in their set list. They, they said th- the full set list, like just to learn all the songs. So when we're it, like playing bigger shows, just to have, uh, to have, to read the crowd and see what they want to play. The full set list is 96 songs. <laughs> yeah. But what? It, it's a, a cover. It's like one of those cover with some original sprinkled in type things. But it goes from everything from 60s to today, and it covers it covers like everything. It's like there's some country songs in there. There's there's Tennessee whiskey in there. There's there's a there's a there's ska. There's reggae. There's pop. There's rock. There's a like soul. There's funk. There's Motown. It's like every genre. There, there's there's Michael Jackson and Prince so there's some songs where I gotta like full on like do these like just intense like walking bass line there's ones where I'm, I'm like trying to figure out how to slap cause there's like this funk song where it's just like all like I'm like I don't know what the hell I'm doing but I've been looking up YouTube tutorials trying to figure that out and then there's songs like Two Tickets to Paradise where I'm just going boop 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 just like simple stuff but yeah, it's all over the place. But uh, it, it seems like it'll be a fun time. So uh, this <laughs> this this show we're playing at next weekend is at a <laughs> it's at like this fest this reggae festival at like a weed dispensary. <laughs> so th- they're paying us money, but they're also paying us in weed, which you know I don't do that. But but uh, <laughs> the scene. <laughs> <laughs> the sing the singer's like like well cuz he was telling me after the, after he told me uh, how they wanted me for the gig or whatever and he's like do you smoke at all I'm like no not no I don't sorry man and he's like oh cuz he's like we we are getting paid in cash but they're also paying us in weed and I was like oh yeah I don't I was like you can have it if you want I don't need it and he was like it's like yeah if you don't want he's like I'll pay you for it but so I think I'm going to do my first drug deal next weekend <laughs> I'm about to become not only a, a bass player and a new band, but I'm also going to become a, a professional drug dealer. But I think that it, I think I think I think it's legal, right? I don't I don't know the rules with weed right now. I don't know if I don't know if I'm allowed to say this out loud, but I think I'm going to sell some weed next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so that's that's what I've been up to. I've just been playing bass every day. 
Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of came down now you can't really it's small but because because it's one of those you know usually i play with a pick but it's one of, there's so much just like r&b and and like hip-hop and and it's like it's i gotta play with my fingers for these songs you know like playing prince and michael jackson like i don't want to go up there playing with the pick so it's like i i've at the rehearsal like uh, they originally only sent three songs to learn for the audition. And I, I played the three songs. What's that? <laughs> well, just, just for the audition, because they had like, like four or five people coming in that day. So I learned three songs. I played those and I was fine. And then they liked me a lot and they had like a manager or some person there that liked me. And she was like, and they're like, hey, if you want, you could you could hang out for a while and stay, and uh, you know we can hang out after. And usually that's a good sign. And also I I was like I think if I hang out that it's a better chance to get in the gig instead of if I just leave. So I was like sure I'll stay. So I hung out, and stayed outside the room and talked with the, the lady that was outside, while they tried some other people out. And uh, uh, then after that, when like this, this one guy came and didn't even bring like a bass or anything. He's like, I just came to check it out, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> it was really weird. But uh, so after that, like, so he didn't have a bass, so he was just sitting there. Then another guy canceled, so they they just like I was sitting there, like, do you, do you want to come and and jam some more songs? And I was like, I didn't learn anymore, but I'm sure I could figure them out. So we kind of just winged some. We did. We did Faith by uh, by George Michael. We did uh, uh, Two Tickets to Paradise. Because uh, I, I was, I was picking, they showed me their set list. And there's, you know, a lot of like funk ones where it's like, I don't think I could wing those because they're, they're always like, like just constantly going baseline. So I was picking like the more just rock, like basic ones. Like, oh, I'm sure I could wing that. Just tell me the chords. I could wing that. And uh, yeah, we jammed for we were probably there for like an hour and a half. It was supposed to be like a 15 minute thing. And so I was just like running my fingers all night, which I'm not used to. So I, I got, I got some blood blisters, but uh, I'm working through them, but it was, it was fun. Uh, we got along pretty well. And, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been right there with you learning a bunch of songs. You don't like it. It's not the greatest I usually don't, but I think it's been so long since I played bass. I'm just looking forward to playing bass live again. And and also a lot of these songs, like the Michael Jackson ones and stuff, they're they have really fun bass lines where they're just like they're just moving and they're doing like octaves and like all these like cool groovy stuff and it's like Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I know that uh, that Joe Perry is is one of your your favorite top guitar guys, and one of your your biggest inspirations. And I think he's on the same boat as you because. Yeah, because I I have it from an inside source that, uh, which I think his isn't so much that he doesn't like to learn them. I think he just can't remember them because his brain's so fried from all the drugs he's done. But you know, give him any Aerosmith song, and he'll pull it up like the top of his head and just play it. But try to teach him a song he hasn't learned forty years ago. It's apparently supposedly it's it's so hard to teach him anything. That's not something that he wrote or just like an Aerosmith song. Just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, it wasn't even. Well, that song is a little. Uh, that song that song is a little intense and it has a bunch of like random. That's one of. That's. That's one of those songs that which I always say. Which I I don't necessarily agree with this now, but I was I was always a type that's like I don't really want to learn theory because it kind of I feel like it limits you in certain aspects of like instead of doing something it's like well that doesn't make sense so it has to be this way like Machine Gun Charlie is one of those songs that you that in theor- in music theory doesn't make sense and if if you're looking at music theory you wouldn't write it that way uh, so I guess it kind of worked out with that song but I still uh, I still think now that you should still learn theory and just know when to break the rules. But uh, I think one big thing for you, aside from just how weird that song is and how where the chords are, the biggest part was was those bends because it's it's. Per- I know you still. I was gonna say I'm I'm pretty sure you still don't necessarily or you don't technically play it right. There there's bends in there that are purposely slightly underbent to give it that dirty like dissonant sound that and uh every time you, you do it i think on the recording i think i might have done those bends for you just because yeah because <laughs> every time you did them it was it was a perfect bend and it was just like and i was like that's not no mark we need the we need the. <laughs> and you, you just couldn't do it it didn't stop bending so good. Uh, yeah, so I think... I, I could be wrong. I don't know if you eventually did it, but I know I did a few takes in there where I, I took the guitar just to do the, those high bends. It might, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it's, it's not just you, though. Anytime... Because that was back when we had two guitar players, and we'd always, you know, we were cycling through, always, you know, we never had a second guitar player for very long. And every time we'd get a new guitar player, that was always the song that no one could get right, and just, it always took so much time rehearsing to be like, no, it's this, it's it. Even the bass line is nonsense. Like, that's one, that's one, I think even Colton was like, like, to this day still, he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't completely... Like, he wants to sit down with me to show him exactly what it is. Because, like, 
I didn't completely learn it. Like, the way he plays it is fine. Like, it makes sense with the song, but he's just like, whatever you do on the album, I'm doing it kind of different. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. But, uh, But, but you gotta give me this though. That song is way better than Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not that weird. There's some weird parts to it, but it it's it, overall it's it's a typical blues song. Like there's just you know, but there's just there's just a lot of parts to it. But that one makes sense when people don't get how to do it. For some reason, when we were going through uh, changes, constant changes with rhythm guitar and bass, for some reason, one that never did make sense to me. We always had a problem with on my knees. Like the solo section. Remember they'd always like every time people would play it wrong. And yeah, it I feel like that that's like our most simple song, but every single person that that we tried out or had even that I don't want to say tried out, but the people that that we even officially had in the band for, for playing a specific show or whatever. Just when, whenever we got to on my knees, that was always a song we had to run through like four or five times and be like, no, it goes this way. It goes this way. Mm Yeah, but it's it does change keys there, but it's the same as the rest of the song. It's like verse, pre-chorus, chorus, and then it does the same on the solo. But for some reason, that that part threw people off all the time, and I was just I I never got it. I mean, well, I guess I I was gonna say I was there when we wrote the song, but I guess I wasn't. I just, but I I guess it's hard. I guess it's hard to say because I was I've been playing it long enough. But I feel like if I was learning that song, I'd figure it out. But I don't know. Maybe not. But I, that that one that one's always weird to me when people get confused on that one. But Machine Gun Charlie, I totally understand. That song's weird and has a lot of weird parts to it. Oh yeah. It's not not. I wouldn't even just say lost it's just you could totally tell like when you're when you're soloing and, and they're just sticking with the verse riff and they don't go down to the f or the f sharp whatever it is it's like because you change keys in your solo but they're going back to the g or a or whatever that note is 
and it it totally like when you play it and hear it live you could totally hear it's doesn't yeah they are but i again i still i don't know if i'd even call it a key change because it's the same as the rest of the song it's like ver it's the verse part i mean it is a different key but it's like you know you play the verse part and then you go to the pre-chorus which goes to that that f and then chorus and then the solo is the same. I think it's just, I think just the verse is cut in half during the solo. It's like half a verse and then pre-chorus and then chorus and swamp ass. You do. <laughs> Swamp Ass is a good song. I'm glad you were considering cutting that in Texas, but uh, I'm I'm glad we didn't because it it almost came. We weren't sure on how tight the time was gonna be, but it was it was like right when we were supposed to be done, and and we had th and we had three songs left. And one of them we already decided if we run out of time we'll cut. So that one was obvious. And it was between Swamp Ass and Gunslinger. And then Swamp Ass also has a guitar change. So I think Mark kind of looked at me and was like, I guess Gunslinger. And I was like, no, put your guitar on. <laughs> We're playing Swamp Ass. Which I figured we'd have enough time for both, which we did, thankfully. So uh, that was cool. Yeah, he gave you confidence. Because he came down, or he came on stage and kind of gave us like a yeah, and gave us all high fives and shouted at the crowds. So, so yeah, so everyone was just like, oh, Dangerous Toys likes these guys. I, I guess they're they're cool. But uh, for me, well, for one, I, I figured we would, we'd be fine playing the two songs. I didn't think we would get cut. But also, just the crowd, the way the crowd was, and the crowd we were playing to, and the way the show was going... I felt like for that show, I think Swamp Ass would have been better to play, or Gunslinger would have been better to cut than Swamp Ass, I think, that night. But we got to play both of them, so it still worked out, but it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was a fun show. It was a good time. Texas, we love you. We'll be back soon. And, uh,. Save us some good barbecue. Some good... Save, save us some good cookout. Anyway, thank you everybody for watching tonight. Uh, it was a good time. We had we had a couple private conversations here in front of you today. Hope you enjoyed. This is, uh, this is what happens. These are the things we talk about behind the scenes. When you're not watching. And... Uh, you know, like we always say, we like to we like to spill secrets on this show. We, uh, or maybe not all. They're not always secrets, but we like to we like to. Nah, we we like to spill the beans on this show, even though some of it may have been mentioned, like the white leather single. But this is where you, this is where you could come to always hear the Leather Duchess news first officially. Because we always talk about things before we probably are supposed to, or before we officially announce them. 
I'm uh, at this point. I'm surprised we've gone this long talking about all of our guest appearances without saying anyone's name yet. They have. Oh yeah. I did. I did cut some of the the uh, sentence or some of the parts in that one, because we were like heavily teasing the uh, the guitar player. I think it was. It was either guitar player or drummer. I forgot who it was. But we were heavily teasing it. And there were some parts I cut just to be like, okay, that's going to make it too obvious. But, uh... Too close to the sun. This this show... <laughs> this show... I, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's on our band page. It's, a, it's technically a... Even though it's not always about music, it's technically a band podcast. Even though it's only half the band. And, uh... But you could That's true. But we gotta announce it somewhere. It doesn't always have to be a Facebook written post. This is more personal. This is where we could look you in the eye and tell you physically, and we can look at the comments and read your reactions to to our news and our uh, news news and g- give you the updates. So we that's why we enjoy spilling the beans here. Uh, and also, we're not, we're not actually contracted or signed to anybody. So there's not even really beans to spill. We could always talk about it whenever we want. We just decide to keep some things a secret because, yeah, I, can, I, yeah, I, I think that's what we did last episode. I just beeped some stuff, or not last episode, but that one you're talking about. Like we could talk about it. It's just you know, because. <laughs> we, it's yeah, we like the mystery, and also there's the other bands that uh, actually are signed and contracted the things where they always have to keep things a secret till it comes out. So it's like, well, let's copy them because we don't know how to do anything but copy other bands. So, uh, <laughs> so we we got to keep things a secret sometimes just for the anticip. I was hoping you'd finish it for me. Patient, patient. You didn't finish it for me. I'll do it. Uh, anyway, uh, all the beans shall be spilt soon because, like I said, we're done with most of the tracking aside from the outsourced things coming in. And uh, at some point, this will all be together. Hopefully within the next, like, two months or so, everything will be ready to go and sent out just waiting for pressing. And uh, I'm sure we'll slowly be releasing information. So I'm looking forward to that. And we could finally talk about these things. And, uh... I'm ready for a lot of stuff. I'm sure I'm sure other people are ready for a lot of stuff too. They've been asking for the re-releases and the new stuff and uh I'm excited. And I know you're excited. But thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh something I never say that I guess I could say because I've been listening to a couple other podcasts that say this stuff all the time and I guess it helps. Uh you know, tell a friend Share this. If you enjoyed this, share this with one person to brighten their day up if they're into music or even whatever else we talk about on the show that's not music related. You know, tell somebody, rate it on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, give it those stars. I guess it helps boost promotion or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how to do these things. Uh, I just, I just sit here and talk to my buddy Mark and, uh, you know, hope that it all works out. And, 
and we don't sit here in silence for five hours. That's what I hope for. Um, but we will see you next week, most likely. And uh, that's all I have to say. Have a good night. And that's it. I'm going to play the outro song this time because I always forget that part and I always have to edit the whole thing just to add that. Uh, so I'm going to do that and then uh, that's it. Bye.